This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Should we use the money from parking lots to build transit? That is the new idea out today from the Toronto Region Board of Trade. The board is recommending that the Toronto Parking Authority, which is the city agency that runs those green pea parking lots and rakes in a lot of cash doing that, should redirect $30.5 million in annual revenue to funding transit instead of building new parking lots. The board also wants the city to accelerate some land sales and raise its debt limit. We want to hear from you if you think these are good ideas uh, to chip away at that uh, $11 billion number in unfunded transit projects. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740 right now. On the line, I have Jan De Silva, President and CEO of the Toronto Region Board of Trade. Hi, Jan. Hey, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very well, thanks. Now, before we go, in the interests of full disclosure, my husband, Doug, works for the Board of Trade, so everybody should know that. Uh, Jan, where did you get the idea of looking to parking for this revenue? Well, first, let's talk about why this is necessary. Uh, This summer, Council approved the most ambitious and needed transport network plan in Toronto's history. So we simply don't want to miss the chance to get this built. And getting it built requires us to identify funding solutions. So as we looked at opportunities that could quickly unlock the value of existing assets, we came up with the three recommendations which you highlighted in the opening. Okay, so uh, um, uh, what do you say, though, to uh, drivers and small businesses who say that, uh, you know, there's almost a a war on drivers, we're losing spots to bike lanes, uh, and we can expect more of those in the future, construction, uh, what do you say to those people? Well, I would say that we're not saying halt parking. What we're simply saying is that at the moment, the Toronto Parking Authority spends tens of millions of city dollars on expansion annually. What we're saying is if they redirect those internal dollars towards transit expansion, that would generate about $30.5 million in new annual revenue for transit. And at the same time, uh, in terms of future development of parking spots, the Toronto Parking Authority can work with uh, private partners and developers to create those spots. So we're definitely not saying halt parking. We're simply saying let's rethink how we're allocating funds to parking expansion versus a higher priority, which is transit. Um, Okay, so we have a lot of spots. Green Pea has, what, about 41,000 spots? We are actually the largest uh, city uh, parking lot operator in North America and second largest in the world. Okay, so uh, that's something uh, to keep in mind. Uh, In terms of uh, possibly developing these spots with the private sector, um, one of the things about those green pea spots, uh, and I know that uh, rates are either going up or they have gone up uh, the first of the month uh, to be closer to market rates, but they're kind of reasonable compared to, you know, parking rates that are, you know, five bucks for 20 minutes or half an hour in the city. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, absolutely recognize the importance of the service that uh, the TPA and Green P provides. What we're simply saying is there, a way, there is a way of protecting that service, protecting that revenue, and still getting better value from the land. So if I could give you an example, um, we'll see a lot of Green P surface lots that will have seven or eight-story buildings around them. Uh, a typical 70-slot Green P surface lot will generate about $32,000 a year in annual revenue. If we converted that to an eight-story mixed-use building and require the developer to maintain an equal or greater number of slots for Green P to operate, what we do is take an asset that's now generating 32000 in revenue and turn it into something that generates half a million dollars of annual revenue and also releases $3.5 million from the one-time sale. So these are significant dollars that not only keep us in the parking game and offering that service, but get dollars directed to where we need high-priority projects like transit getting done. Mm-hmm. You're also recommended that, uh, that the city raise its debt limit. Uh, I think that's something that's uh, quite controversial, and people are worried, well, if we get into more debt, that, that translates to more taxes. Yeah, to be uh, to really to simplify this, this, all we're talking about is a technical change. Uh, Toronto at the moment uh, is unlike any other city in Canada, where we restrict our debt limit to something that we can service with 15% of our property taxes. Other cities across Canada operate on 15 to 25% of all sources of revenue. So, for example, at the moment, we get lots of revenue every year from TPA that doesn't go to apply to how much debt we can issue. So, as I said, it's it's a technical change. It does not change um, our ability to pay. It does, however, enable us to move forward with getting the transit built that we need because uh, municipalities issue debt to get transit built. Okay. Um, it's a little noisy there. I'm just I, I trying to yes. uh, uh, follow uh, what you're saying. Now, is this uh, plan uh, partly a way to avoid some more painful solutions that the city might come up with? And, and I'm thinking specifically, you know, we've uh, talked on this show about the so-called revenue tools and uh, that the city is looking at. And of course, like the mother of all revenue tools uh, would be a proposal to tax every single parking spot at every single business. And that would be, you know, everything from the spot behind your dry cleaners to all the spots in the Yorkdale Mall to, you know, the parking lot we have here at the Zoomerplex for employees that would that could, you know, bring in millions and millions. But I'm sure businesses are really worried about well, first let me just say that the board has long advocated for revenue tools, but we want to make sure that any revenue tools that are proposed would uh, be regional in nature so we don't create a disadvantage uh, for Toronto businesses and that are shared among all stakeholders rather than putting an undue burden on any particular uh, member of the community or sector of the community. And at the same time, they have to be transparent and dedicated to transit. Uh, with respect to parking tax, we have not seen anything in the way of a formal proposal from the city to respond to. I will say, however, that uh, the business community um, is concerned about how do you effectively manage that from, as you've indicated, those small uh, parking stalls behind a family-run dry cleaners right the way through to Yorkdale Mall, where it's not just customers, but it's also you know part-time employees that are needing to access those spots to get to work because we don't have transit. So um, in the absence of a formal proposal, I would just say that we don't, uh, we don't have anything to comment on vis-a-vis a parking tax, but we do believe that what we're proposing is uh, really just taking full advantage of all the assets that the city has available to it. 
Um, and if if we don't uh, get into something like that, um, what do you think will happen? Will we see service cuts? I mean, uh, ultimately, we do have to pay for part of this transit bill. So, uh, again, if we don't start selling assets and, and doing these kinds of things, what do you think the city uh, will turn to? Well, quite frankly, what we're proposing here, um, in fact, enables us to unlock significant assets to build transit without impacting operating budgets. It's just simply saying, let's rethink how we're financing some of these agencies. Let's rethink how we're um, allocating the use of land uh, that the city has extensive uh, access to. And then let's think about what are the um, forward-thinking financing models that can get it done. Our biggest concern, as I, as I said when we started, Libby, is that this is an incredibly ambitious and very, very needed transit network plan. We simply can't miss the chance to get it built. Uh-huh. And um, have you had any reaction from the city yet? We've, uh, we've done a, a great deal of consultation with major stakeholders, both uh, at City Hall as well as in the community. Uh, the report was just issued this morning, so we're in continuing discussions with them. I would say the immediate reaction we're getting from many stakeholders in the community is that it's interesting and it's something they're wanting to look into further. Okay. Uh, when we hear about looking into further, that, that uh, usually takes a long time. Well, and that's what the, uh, this report is trying to do, is saying a lot of the ideas we're proposing are not new, but we're saying we need to do it on a more accelerated basis or we're going to miss this chance to get transit built. Okay. Jan De Silva from the Toronto Region Board of Trade, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.